0: Good morning, morning. very warm welcome to our service of worship on this second Sunday in Lent. And as we come to worship God, may you know God's loving presence with you. Our call to worship comes from Psalm 27. One thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, And to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. So let let us begin our time of worship as we sing our first hymn, How Lovely on the Mountains are the Feet of Him Who Brings Good News. Mission Praise number 249, the popular version. let's pray together gracious God we thank you that you are the God who reigns throughout the world that you reign in our hearts we ask you Lord that you would help us today to continue to praise and to worship you knowing that we join with uh, your people everywhere and with the great company of heaven in your worship We thank you, Lord, for the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who came from heaven to show us your amazing love. We thank you that Jesus died for us to set us free from the power of sin and death and evil, and that he came to life again, bringing us hope and the promise of new life through faith in him. We thank you also for the gift of your Spirit who assures us that we are your children who comforts us and strengthens us to live for you and enables us to share the good news about jesus forgive us lord for the ways we have strayed from following your way of love and truth help us to live to please you and to consider each other's needs speak to us through your holy word that we may hear the truth and follow you always through jesus christ our lord who taught us to pray saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen well let's see what we've got uh, today for our story to let's see what we've got in here that's uh, what's that some bread. some bread that's right some bread and uh, um, bread is uh, really important. A uh, kind of food helps us to grow. It, it is a bit like a sandwich. Maybe I'll have that later on. Uh, I'll keep my, keep my sandwich in there. So, um, well, bread's bread's really important. Um, but food's really important. It helps us. Uh, it's one of the most important things for us to live. But can you think of other things that are important t- for us to to have and? As well as food, and what what other things might be good to have some as well as food, water, yes, water, drinks, milk, yes, milk keeps us strong, uh, good calcium, juice yeah lots, lots of different kinds of what sorry. Houses, that's right. We need uh, shelter and, and uh, warmth and all these other things as well, and heating and uh, yes. Yeah, so, th- so it's not just food and and uh, drinks, but all these other things um, to, to to help us. Was that something? Protection. Protection. Yes, that's a very good that's a very good thing to think about as well. Yes, yes. So there's all these different things that we need um, to help us to live, and. Our story today is about, it begins with with some bread, but Jesus then starts to get people to think that that's not just the only thing that we need to live. And it begins with Jesus teaching a really large crowd. Um, If we could have the first slide up, then there we have uh, Jesus. um, He's been teaching a really large crowd about God's kingdom, and he was healing sick people. And uh, it was getting late, there wasn't much food. However, one young boy had five loaves and two fish in his basket and Jesus' friends brought this to Jesus and and Jesus thanked God for the bread and the fish and then he divided it up and he he gave it to his followers to give out to everyone that was there. And it was a miracle because there was enough food to feed more than 5,000 people and there was food left over so that 12 baskets were, were collected so that none was wasted, and that was given to people who would need that. Well, after this, Jesus sent his friends away um, to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and later Jesus left and joined them as well. However, the crowds, they were uh, wanting to f- see where Jesus had gone, and they followed him, they looked for him, and they found him the next day with his friends, and Jesus said to them, don't just look for me because I gave you Bread and fish to to fill your tummies you need bread that's going to fill your hearts with god's love for you as well and jesus said something really amazing he said i am the bread of life that you really need and that was an amazing thing jesus was saying because god knows our our needs and uh, but jesus was saying it's not just things like bread that we need we need um, we need God in our lives. We need and Jesus is the way to show us how to live and know God And that's so he's the one that really feeds us inside as well And so that's that was an amazing thing of course, but not everyone uh, Got it at that point and sometimes it takes a wee while for us to understand these things too But what we can know is that Jesus is we want to be with Jesus. We want to pray to God And he knows what we really need so let's let's pray now dear God we thank you that we can come to you and ask you for what we need and know that you will hear our prayers and answer with what we need we thank you that your love for us is so great and that you want to fill our hearts with your peace and joy we thank you that Jesus is the bread of life and so help us to trust in you always, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to sing now <laughs> God who made the earth, and we're going to sing uh, three of the verses, verses 1, 2, and 4 there. <coughs> As we continue through Lent, um, we're going to have another responsive psalm um, for Lent. It's uh, Psalm 121 today before we come to our prayers for others. And just as we have been doing the last week, uh, uh, if you um, say the, the words that come up on the screen after, it says all. And I'll say the first words on the screen. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. So let's pray to God. Loving Lord, we thank you that you invite us to be bearers of the good news, that you are the God that we can trust in, you are the one who is our protector and our keeper, that you are with us and promise to be with us through all of life's journeys. We thank you for that privilege of bearing your good news to other people, the news that through Jesus Christ we may know your love for us we may be part of your kingdom that we may belong to your family and so we pray for the work of your church here and around the world that we would be renewed by your life-giving spirit to follow our lord jesus more closely in seeking the lost sharing the good news and bringing your comfort and healing. Sovereign Lord, we bring before you the needs of our world. We pray for peace to come to those places affected by war and violence. We pray for your solutions to the difficult challenges that face the nations of the world. And we remember the people and places that you have laid on our hearts at this time. Living Lord, we bring before you those with particular needs known to us and ask for your presence to be especially close to them. We think of those who are bereaved, those who are ill, those who await treatment and those who are in any kind of pain Bring your healing, your comfort, and your peace, we pray. And for those in any other kind of need, whom we name now in the silence, we ask that you would meet them at their point of need and give them your grace and strength and peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. Eternal God, we thank you for your faithfulness to us throughout our lives, and we give you thanks for your love for us that never ends. Give us grace to be your faithful servants and to bring glory to Christ our Lord in all we do. We thank you for those known to us and dear to us, who have shared the faith and who now live in your nearer presence grant that we may share with all your saints in your everlasting kingdom in the great banquet feast of our Savior who gave his life for us so that we might live with you forever for all your goodness and kindness we give our thanks and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord amen We're going to have our next hymn and uh, I'm going to invite uh, Santosh and Sarah and their family to to lead us as we sing Jesus is the name we honour, Mission Praise number 870.
1: Let's all rise. Mm -hmm. Philippians chapter 2 says that God has given Jesus the name that is higher than any other name. And at that name, every feet, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is God. So this is a a slightly upbeat version of the song. So I would want you all to join me, not just in singing, but also with claps. Yeah, we're going to worship the Lord, the creator together. Jesus is the name we honor, Jesus is the name we praise. Majestic name above all other names, the highest heaven and earth proclaim that Jesus is our God. We'll sing this one more time. Jesus is the name we honor, Jesus is the name we praise. Majestic name above all other names, the highest heaven and earth proclaim that Jesus is our God. So what are we going to do? We will go. We will glorify, we will lift him high, we will give him honor and praise, we will glorify name we trust. He is the King above all other kings. Let all creation stand and sing that Jesus is our God. We will glory. joy. He will return to reign in majesty, and every eye at last will see, Jesus is our God. We will glorify, we will glorify, we will live. Once more, Jesus is the name of honor. Jesus is the name we praise. Majestic name above all other names, the highest heaven and earth proclaim that Jesus is our God. Glorify, we will lift Him high. We will give Him honor and praise. We will glorify, we will lift Him high. We will give Him honor and praise. We'll sing one scale higher. We will. Were-
2: this morning is taken from the gospel according to John. John chapter 3 and reading the first 17 verses. John 3 and at verse 1. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, "'Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, "'for no one could perform the signs you are doing "'if God were not with him.' "'Jesus replied, "'Very truly I tell you, "'no one can see the kingdom of God "'unless they are born again.' "'How can someone be born when they are old?' "'Nicodemus asked.' Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Our second lesson is from Romans. Romans chapter 4 and reading verses 1 to 5 and 13 to 17. Romans 4 and at verse 1. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh, discovered in this matter? If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does Scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. And at verse 13, It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who depend on the law are heirs, faith means nothing and the promise is worthless because the law brings wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, i have made you a father of many nations he is our father in the sight of god in whom he believed the god who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not amen god will bless to us these readings from his holy word let us continue our worship in the singing of Mission Praise number 613. Spirit of the Living God, fall a flesh on me and we shall sing this through twice.
0: Let's pray together. Lord God, as we come to your word, we ask that by your Holy Spirit that you would help us to understand the the truths that are before us, the truths that uh, Jesus shared with Nicodemus, the great teacher in Israel, and yet who struggled to comprehend the things of heaven. Lord, we ask that you would help us to understand what it means to be part of your family, to enter into that new birth and come into your kingdom through faith in Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our hearts uh, to know that you have said that uh, unless we come like little children, we cannot enter into your kingdom. But we thank you also for that reassurance that uh, we do not need to know everything but, Lord, you will help us to know what we need to know. So we ask, Lord, that by your Spirit uh, you would speak to us now, renew our faith, lead us deeper into all that it means to follow you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, One of the things I've been watching on television recently is a series called The Piano. I um, don't know if anyone's seen it, but it's, uh, it's, it's basically, in each episode, a piano is set up in a public place. And most recently, it was in uh, Central Station in Glasgow. And different people from all ages and backgrounds have an opportunity to play the piano, and they're filmed as people around listen to them. Unbeknown to them, uh, there are two professional musicians hidden away watching and listening to each pianist as they play and then at the end of each day uh, all the pianists are gathered together and they meet with these two musicians and one of the pianists is chosen to join a few others um, from other places around the country in a special concert in london some of the people playing are really amazing in their ability, but each of them will have learned from a piano teacher at some point and developed their skills with lots of practice until they're able to play really well. Whenever we want to learn something new, a, a skill, whether it's playing the piano or learning to paint or perhaps to play golf or whatever, A really good way to learn is to have lessons from someone who knows, someone who has lots of experience. We wouldn't get piano lessons from a novice. Uh, That wouldn't help us much. We'd go to a qualified teacher. Uh, Recently, I've uh, started taking a few golf lessons to improve my game, and uh, the person I'm getting lessons from isn't uh, just uh, your average golfer. Uh, He's a qualified instructor with lots of experience in teaching golf to others as well. And so when we want to learn something new, it's good to learn from people who know much more about whatever it is we want to learn. People with lots of experience. That's why Nicodemus came to Jesus. Now, Nicodemus... Was a great religious leader and teacher of his generation he's called the israel's teacher by jesus and he would have known his bible inside out he would have known the religious teachings of the jewish faith very well and so people would come uh, usually to him to find out more about god and the big questions of life and of faith however this time nicodemus recognizes that jesus is the one who is the teacher he is the one who has a real deep and uh, living connection with god now no doubt uh, nicodemus has by this time heard much of jesus teaching and probably seen the miracles or at least heard of the miracles he was doing and so he recognized that Jesus was someone he could learn from, who seemed to be uh, doing things that none of the others were doing, who might be able to answer some of his big questions that were in the back of his mind that he had never had the opportunity, perhaps, to discuss with someone that knew enough. And so he comes to meet with Jesus at night, no doubt to avoid the scrutiny of the crowds, wondering why Israel's teacher was coming to Jesus, and probably also so that his uh, fellow Pharisees and religious leaders didn't realize that he was coming to find out things from Jesus. Well, we can imagine that he came expecting to have some of his questions answered about God and the message that Jesus was bringing about God's kingdom. He said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you're doing if God were not with him. Well, what Nicodemus got was completely unexpected and puzzling to him, at least to begin with. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Jesus recognized why Nicodemus was coming, that uh, before he'd even managed to get any of his own questions out, he sees into his heart that his concern, he wants to know how to see the kingdom of God in his life. Now today, of course, we're quite familiar with the expression born again it's commonly used to mean someone who has a renewed interest or passion in something for example a born again fitness enthusiast is someone who has rekindled their interest in everything to do with exercise and fitness but what jesus is saying is much more radical than that jesus is saying that those who want to see and enter god's kingdom need to be born again spiritually They need to experience a new life. It's not just about renewed interest or passion about something. Neither is it about learning lots of or following a set of rules and regulations. Nicodemus, after all, had been doing that his whole life. He was probably one of the most religious people in his country, if not the the most religious at that time. And he was highly learned and greatly respected. And yet Jesus doesn't say to him, you just need to learn some more, or you just need to keep following the rules as you've been doing. What he says is, you need to be born again. Well, no wonder Nicodemus was flummoxed. You can see how he's grasping to comprehend what Jesus is saying when he replies, how can someone be born when they are old. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. One of the most amazing things about the gospel, the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ is this. It's not about our good works, our effort, or even our understanding. It's about God's gracious, free gift of new life in his Son, Jesus. It's not our work, it's God's. We are not born again into God's kingdom by our human efforts. It's through the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it's going. And so it is with everyone born of the Spirit." Well, perhaps Nicodemus, because he would have known all the scriptures very well, all the, the, the Jewish Bible at that time very well, And Jesus was actually telling him about the fulfillment of what had been prophesied centuries before in the uh, prophet Ezekiel. God had um, planned and promised a time when he would restore his people. He would make them clean in their hearts. He would give them a new heart and a new spirit. Because it says in Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 24 to 28, God says, for I will take you out of the nations. This is a time when they were in exile. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back to your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will re- remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave to your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. So there's this promise in uh, already in their scriptures that God was going to do a new thing. He was going to bring new life to them by His Spirit. The Spirit of God, however, Jesus says, is like the wind, and we we all know what the wind's like. Um, You can see the effects of the wind, but you don't know necessarily um, which direction it's coming from. God's Spirit moves in ways we don't always understand. And so the new life that he brings into people's lives, um, it may come as a surprise in some cases. We we may see people who are unexpectedly coming to faith. We may see people that uh, were very much against the Christian faith changing. The Holy Spirit has come and brought a new life to them. And so just as we can feel the winds blowing on us and seeing the effects of the wind blowing through the trees, for example. When God's Spirit comes to people, we can see the changes in their lives. Now, for some people, it's a gradual change. I mean, if you grow up in the church and uh, if you have perhaps a Christian family background, then perhaps it's a more gradual thing. And so it's not such a black and white change you see in people's lives. That's more my experience being brought up in a Christian home. But there are examples of people who have come perhaps from uh, really difficult backgrounds. And one thing that we look at in the Alpha course is how we, we see examples of people in the films that we watch who have changed completely, who've come perhaps from a background of abuse or drug addiction or something like that, and they come To know that god loves them they come to that place of realizing that they don't have to do anything apart from accept what god has done for them through jesus and you see the change in their lives and you see how god's spirit transforms them molds them into the image of jesus now while we don't always understand god's ways we can trust that his ways are good for us. They're higher and better, God's word says. As in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, it says that God says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, or your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so Jesus is He's really saying to Nicodemus, he's saying, the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit moves and brings life. You may not all understand it, but God is bringing life to people. But Nicodemus is still puzzled, and he, he says to Jesus, how can this be? I think we've, we've all been there. We've all got things that we don't understand in our lives and yet God wants us to know that his plans and purposes for us and for his world are good. And whether we understand them or not, it's always his way to lead us into life, for us to find eternal life in him. It says uh, that he doesn't, he doesn't want anyone to perish but all to come to know him to come to salvation. And so Jesus explains more of this good plan and purpose God has for us to Nicodemus. He says, No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life in him. What Jesus is saying is, I'm here. I've come from heaven and I know the way to heaven and I'm going to show you the way. And so Jesus is the expert that we need to learn from, just like Nicodemus. But much more than that, Jesus explains that he came with this particular purpose. He came to be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him, who looks to him, may have eternal life. And the expression being lifted up. Um, is what Jesus is talking about, his death on the cross. When lots of people would look to him, and even today, people look to the cross. The story Jesus mentions uh, about Moses, um, I'm not going to go into that uh, this morning, but if you want to read it, you can look in the book of Numbers, uh, chapter 21, verses 4 to 9. But it's a story where simply people had to look. And they would be healed they would be saved from death um, through um, there were snakes that were biting people and people were dying but uh, God said to Moses um, make something that people can look to and they will live well this is just that story was a foreshadow of Jesus being lifted up on the cross to save us from the deadly effects of our sin as we look to him and trust in what he's done for us on the cross, we receive forgiveness for our sins and the gift of everlasting life. The final two verses in our reading from John's Gospel include one of the best known verses in the Bible, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It goes on in verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus didn't come to condemn us. He came to save us, to give us a way into God's kingdom, to have forgiveness and life. And so in these verses, what we have is a declaration of God's amazing love for each and every one of us and for every person in the world. For God so loved. That's why Jesus came, not simply to tell us about God and his love, but to demonstrate God's love for us by saving us from our sin, which leads to death and separation from God. Jesus came so we don't need to perish because of our sins. Instead, by believing in him, we receive forgiveness and the gift of eternal life. God, by his Spirit, brings us to life, and we're born again into God's family. So God, in his grace, has made a way for us to know him, to find eternal life, that is, by grace from first to last. He has done the work for us to deal with our sins that's why Jesus came to die in our place so we don't and indeed can't work for this new life that God wants us to have what we need to do is to put our faith in Jesus and what he's done for us to receive that gift from him and then to begin that lifelong walk of faith with him as we read in Romans chapter 8 it's not about what we do but what God has done for us. Our job, if you like, is to take God at his word and put our faith in Jesus. As it says in Romans 4, 17, it is God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. He is the one who breathes life into us by his Holy Spirit. As we say yes to Jesus, And he calls us then to walk each day with him, trusting in his grace for us. So we're thinking about last week that we receive grace for each day from him. We can come to him day by day, asking for what we need. And he's pleased to give it. We can have faith in his everlasting love and goodness through Jesus. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that uh, you have given us the good news, the gospel of salvation through our Lord Jesus. We thank you that you have done all that is necessary for us to come into that new life that all we need to do is say yes to you, to invite you to be our Lord, that we can walk with you and follow you each day of our lives. We thank you for that work of your Holy Spirit in people's lives. We thank you for the transformation that we see in people, that there is no one beyond your scope of saving, no one who has gone too far that you cannot reach out and bring them into that new life. So Lord, we ask that you would help us to have faith and trust in you each day and to walk in that life of faith. And we pray for those known to us, Lord, that uh, are on our hearts, that you would bring to them that understanding that you love them completely and that you have done all that is necessary to bring them hope and life. Lord God, we thank you for your generous provision for all our needs. And we thank you for that gift of forgiveness and life eternal and every spiritual blessing that we receive out out of the riches of Christ Jesus our Lord. And so we ask that you would bless and multiply the gifts that we bring this day for the work of your kingdom as we also present ourselves to live for you and for your glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's close our time of worship as we sing our final hymn, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling, Mission Praise number 449. Mm-hmm. then in the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and may the blessing of god almighty the father the son and the holy spirit be with you this day and remain with you always amen